Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Hey friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. Wanting to disciple someone but not knowing who to disciple can be a quandary. You know, we may have the knowledge, the heart, and are willing to make time, but where is the person? I mean, who is the person to pour into spiritually? This does not have to be elusive. Matter of fact, I believe the people you can disciple are, are you ready for it, already in your life. Today, I'm going to share some real examples from my own life over the years of how I started discipleship relationships. Number one, people at church. People at church need to be discipled. Matter of fact, the number one place to find people to disciple is in your church. They're already there. They've already come for help. They just need you to have your antenna up looking for them talking with them and taking the initiative with them. Hands down, they're sitting beside you in the church pews. They're coming to your Bible studies, to your Sunday school classes. They have come to church for help. They need help from God. They need help from a pastor. They need help for their marriage. They need help for their child that's gone off the rails. They may be sitting in your church service not having a clue as to what Old Testament passage the pastor is speaking about that day. They're confused. They need spiritual help and guidance. Most of them need to understand the basics, the basics of the Trinity, of why we can trust the Bible. Can I pray to God about just anything? Matter of fact, just this past weekend, I was speaking at a women's retreat. And at the end, they'd had the sharing time where people could stand up and share about, you know, the thing that stood out to them the most in the retreat. And there was one woman who stood up, stood up nervously. And she said, I want to thank you. She's speaking to me directly for explaining these Bible passages so clearly. She said, I just received a Bible. I don't really read it. I don't know how to understand it. So hearing you speak and teach the Bible has been so helpful. Exactly my point. There are women coming to women's retreats. Other women there probably thought, oh, well, this woman goes to a women's retreat. She shows up to a church. She probably knows it all. Nope. No, she's coming because she needs help, but the people around her are not sensing it. They don't have their antenna up. My hope is that four or five women went right up to that lady and said, okay, now you said you don't understand the Bible, that you have one, but you don't really understand it. Let's start meeting weekly. I'm going to walk you through some basics. That would be the hope. So what I want you to do is to find people at your church to disciple. Join your greeting team, join your new member team, have your antenna up, because let me tell you something, they're already there. Don't just attend church and go home. Please look to get in the boat with someone who desperately needs just some basic Bible guidance, somebody that really cares where they're at on their spiritual journey. I really feel like I could do a whole podcast on just that point that In our churches, people are coming for help and they get confused and we need to be there showing them just some basics. Number two place to find people to disciple is what you do for fun. What's your hobbies? What do you do? 
Do you scrapbook? Do you shoot sporting clays? Do you run triathlons? What, what, what do you do? Do you quilt? Okay. For me, it's the gym. I spend a lot of time at the gym. I teach classes. I take classes. I love just the gym world. I'm just a gym rat and I'm just okay with it. All right. (laughs) But since I'm going to spend so much time at the gym, I'm going to look for people who may need help spiritually. Now I got to know one gal at my gym because we worked out at the same time in the same classes for years. We had several side conversations. We noticed when the other person wasn't there. And one day after class, she told me, about a particularly hard time in her life she was going through. And I asked if I could pray for her. Now, that's the first kind of spiritual thing that I had done with her. I dipped my toe in the water. I'm like, well, we're about to see how this goes. And she said, yes. I not only prayed for her, but I shared some scriptures that had helped me when I'd gone through some really difficult times in my life. She seemed extremely receptive. So a few weeks later, I said, well, hey, I'm, I'm wondering if you'd like to meet more regularly. Maybe this spring, I could share some more Bible passages with you and we could spend some more time in prayer. I said, I think you'd be encouraged and you'd learn more about having your own personal relationship with God. She agreed. We met that spring for six weeks. We studied six foundational lessons together and prayed. She not only learned about God, but she eventually placed her faith in Jesus Christ as well. I went on to disciple her for over a year. Number three, what activities are your kids in? Are you the coach of your son's baseball team? Are you a dance mom? I don't know. What activities are your kids in? For me, my boys, we're swim team kids, okay? I'm like the parent volunteer of the summer swim league. My boys are both in swim team. They have been since they were, gosh, five and seven. And when my boys are on swim team, let me explain to you something that all the other moms are doing during the practice. We're sitting around. We're sitting around talking and we're chatting and we're building relationships And as we began to talk, you begin to learn about these moms and kind of where they're at in their life, in their marriage, with their kids, spiritually. And one particular mom I've got to know a little bit more, and she began to talk to me about her spiritual journey, and she even confided in me that while she placed her faith in Christ, she hasn't really plugged into church, doesn't really understand the Bible, it became clear to me that she'd not really grown in Christ. She was confused about some very basic things in the Bible. I knew in my heart she would greatly benefit from having a woman in her life helping her grow in Christ. I said, this fall, I'll be discipling two other ladies in my home each week for about an hour and a half. I would love for you to be a part. She agreed to come. And a few weeks later, she said to me, Lori, this group is exactly what I needed. Absolutely. She needed a solid understanding of God's love, how Jesus is the way to salvation, the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, prayer, why we can trust the Bible, and our role in the Great Commission. I call these the big six, okay? These are the six basic lessons every believer in Christ needs to have nailed down, and they don't really know how to ask for it. They don't know to come up to a more mature believer and say, I need the big six. No, we are the disciples. We've got to have our antenna up. We've got to take the initiative. 
So really finding people to disciple is a matter of prayer and keeping your eyes open and keeping your antenna up. For me personally, I pray, Lord, use my life to help others. Cross my path with those who need your love and your guidance today. I want to be that tool in your hand to help others. And then I just keep my eyes, my ears open to his leading, and I ask him to help me step out in faith and invite women to learn and grow. Now, today I've listed church, hobbies, and kids' activities as three great areas to find people to disciple. But of course, there's other areas such as where you work, maybe your college classes, your neighborhood. But my main point was this, the people to disciple are already in your life. You know them. You probably know them by name. They're asking you spiritual questions. You're the one they go to in the office when they want to know something about the Bible. Those people need you to get in the boat and to take the initiative with them. Okay. So once you begin to meet with a person, the first time you meet with them, I wouldn't do a Bible study. I would just get to know them. Matter of fact, I have a document called the get to know you sheet and it's on my website and it's free. You just download it. And it talks about just, it's got a lot of blanks on it. You know, their name, their address, blah, 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 their cell phone, whatever. Their kids' names, if they have kids, their pets' names, if they have pets, long-term goals, short-term goals. It even has a place that, you know, you can share about your spiritual journeys. That's what you want to do first when you're discipling somebody. Get to know them. Meeting number two is when you're going to start Bible study. And you want to start with my book called Start Here. Because Start Here, Six Foundational Lessons for Growth in Christ, contains the six lessons I mentioned earlier. And all the answers are in the back. And there's even a free leader's guide to download to go with it. So listen, you can do this. You can disciple somebody. You will walk through the book week by week, lesson by lesson, and that will kickstart an amazing discipleship journey. You will be discipling people and you will feel the joy of being used by God in another person's life. Let me tell you something. There is nothing like it. Okay. So I like to end my podcast with a keeping it real moment. You ready? (laughs) So I'd been talking with a neighbor. Each time she and I would see each other on the trail walking our little dogs, we'd stop and we'd chit-chat and our dogs would sniff and play and we'd talk about the weather and the dogs and we'd talk about our workouts. She's a workout person like me. And while I had already wanted to start something up in my neighborhood, so I got up the courage to invite her to a small discipleship group I wanted to start in about a month. And I said it like this. I said, hey, would you like to join me for a little basic Bible study I'm going to do in the afternoon, like once a week? It's just going to be a few ladies from our neighborhood. I mean, I'll probably have some coffee and some snacks. And then I held my breath. I wonder what she was going to say. She said, no, that's not really for me. Okay. (laughs) What did I do? Did I crawl under a rock and cry my eyes out? No. I said, gotcha. Okay. Well, I just wanted you to know that you're invited. And then we went on to talk about our dogs and our day and our next workout. Listen, I still think about her. I still talk with her every time I see her. I still pray for her. Our paths cross all the time. And I look forward to the day where perhaps she'll change her mind or her circumstances may change and she will be more open to it. Listen, I get rejected all the time. I mean, really, if you add up the sheer amount of time that I invite people to something, it's bound to happen. Somebody's bound to reject me. It's good. It keeps me humble, right? 
Not everybody is going to want to join me for a little basic Bible study where I have coffee and snacks. But here's the thing. It doesn't change me. I just say, gotcha. Or I'll say, no worries. I just want you to know you're invited. Okay, that's your line. You need to memorize it. Say it with me. Gotcha. No worries. I just wanted you to know you're invited. And then move on. Okay, it doesn't have to change your relationship. It's not going to make it awkward the next time you see your neighbor taking out the trash and recyclables to the curb. It's going to be no big deal. You're going to totally move on. But you will pray for the day that perhaps something changes and they will be more open. And let me tell you something. When they do have spiritual questions or they have that void in their heart that only Jesus Christ can fill, when that thing starts to bother them, guess who they're going to know they can talk to? You. Okay, question of the week. As I walk through the three categories, church, hobbies, kids activities, did somebody come to mind? Write down their name and pray for them. Ask God to give you insight and courage to talk to them about meeting together to grow in Christ. And then when you do begin to meet with them, you had better let me know. Shoot me a message on my Lori Joyner Ministries Facebook page or on my website, LoriJoynerMinistries.org. I want to know. I want to be cheering you on, okay? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, would you open our eyes to the people around us right now? They're crossing our path in the neighborhood. They're asking us spiritual questions in the office. Somebody in our life at church, they're coming, they're showing up, they're by themselves. Maybe they look anxious. Maybe they just look like they need a friend. Lord, help us get out of our normal showing up, attending routine and initiate a relationship whereby we might disciple others in the basics of the Christian faith. Lord, you have this for us to do on earth. It's a fun, joy-filled journey, and we want to engage in it. So, Lord, open our minds. Show us who to be brave with. Help us initiate with them this week. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at LoriJoynerMinistries.org.